Hello there, founders. My name is Kamala Brown Washington, and I'm a nonprofit founder as well as the CEO of the Profitable Blueprint and Million Dollar CEO Mastermind. And I'm on a mission to help nonprofit founders with online programs just like you all over the world grow your business in a way that's profitable and scalable. I'm having candid and transparent conversations about what it really takes to scale your online business to millions of dollars per year without self-funding or being solely dependent upon grants. Join me to learn the CEO decisions I've had to make, the biggest failures I've had to overcome, and the strategic wisdom that emerged every step of the way. I'm humbled and I'm grateful to have this opportunity to share it all with you right here on Level Up with Kamala, the podcast designed for nonprofit founders with online programs. Let's level up together. My name is Kamala Brown Washington. I'm a nonprofit founder and the CEO of the Profitable Blueprint and the Million Dollar CEO Mastermind. I'm on a mission to help nonprofit founders with online programs just like you all over the world grow your business in a way that's profitable and scalable. I'm having candid and transparent conversations about what it really takes to scale your online business to millions of dollars per year without self-funding or being solely dependent upon grants. Join me to learn the CEO decisions I've had to make, the biggest failures I've had to overcome, and the strategic wisdom that emerged every step of the way. I'm humbled and grateful to have this opportunity to share it with you right here on Level Up with Kamala, the podcast designed for nonprofit founders with online programs. Hello. So today, I want to talk to you about um, structure and securing paying clients, okay? So I understand you want to start an online business um, as a service provider, right? Ideally, um, a coach, a therapist, mentor, counselor, uh, facilitator, teacher, etc., Okay, so today I am breaking down everything that you need um, to do to actually set up your online coaching business. And um, I'm talking about, I'm not just, I'm sorry, I'm not just talking about the fluffy stuff that um, you'll find on Google. Okay, these are some of the things I really wish someone had shared with, with me. Um, you don't need to apply for your 501c3. You don't need to get an EIN number and you definitely don't need to go get trademarked yet, <laughs> okay? As a nonprofit founder, first and foremost, you are a, a business owner, okay? So if you're just getting started um, with your online business before you do any of the stuff, that Google normally tells you to do, the first thing that you need to do is start thinking about the offer that you're going to be selling and where you're going to sell it, okay? So the first thing you need um, to be worried about is actually like getting your first paid client. The only benefit for you actually um, applying for your tax exemption or registering with your state um, that you, you know, live in is if you're actually conducting business, right? 
The only reason why you will get an EIN number or even consider trademarking your business is if you have something to, to protect. If you're not generating revenue, if you're not making money, it's a moot, it's a moot point. Okay. If you're not actually making money, that means that you don't have any liability or risk. So there's no need to spend time um, building out a complex business plan or spending money setting up these legal structures or getting legal, legal protection or even recruiting board members until you actually have some money coming in the door. I'm going to talk about that in you know a minute. So as a nonprofit founder, I've generated over 4 million in annual um, revenue. I hover somewhere between two and 4 million um, a year. And that's before I even started um, as an online revenue coach. And I use social media to attract uh, qualified leads and enroll them into my high ticket uh, coaching program. And when I first got started, I really was sitting exactly in the same position that you're in um, right now, just trying to figure out how to make money without self-funding, um, without relying on grants and, um, you know, planning these, these elaborate um, intensive um, fund, fundraising campaigns, right? I was working full time. Um, within my nonprofit business, I started uh, in 2008. So I was working full time in my business, but I really wasn't in a position to pay myself. And um, so I've always had like part-time jobs or little side hustles in order to really keep, keep the bills paid. I had a strong you know, passion for what I did, but I didn't want my employer to dictate my, my earning potential. And if other nonprofit businesses were profitable and sustainable, why not me? That's, that was like the mindset that I always had. And I wanted to influence my salary. I wanted to have control over the value that I bring and more importantly, the intellectual property that I have for solving you know, my client's problems. So you probably already have some um, skill sets that are transferable, something that you can teach somebody else to do or results that you've already gotten. And now you found, you know, out that, you know, so much of the world is transitioning to this, this online space. I'm not saying if, you know, if you have a traditional brick and mortar, perfectly fine. I'm not saying you have to give that up, but you should certainly consider if you haven't already implemented an in, in, in online presence and, and create some type of a hybrid type program, right? So now you're like, okay, I've been legit everywhere else. Um, I've been playing by the rules, crossing my I's, dotting my T's. And now you're thinking, okay, I'm ready to start my online business. I need to make sure that I'm legit and following in the same accord, right? I get it. Well, this is where it gets a little bit different because the, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and establishing yourself as a business owner are two completely different, different paths. So before we get into how to set up your online business, um, all the stuff that you know Google already tells you to do, I'm going to tell you the things that I wish another successful um, nonprofit business owner would have told me when I first got, got started, right? I really want you to make the decision right now, like right now at this very moment, do you want a nonprofit business or do you want a nonprofit ministry, okay? They're not right or wrong, they're not good or bad, but they are completely different business models. And a non just for for clarity, a nonprofit business, you know, you're going to charge a fee for a service. You're going to establish a business model that generates, you know, consistent monthly revenue. 
you know, and once your revenue is solidified, then grants can be used to help supplement your income, to help make ends meet, right? But you need to have a business model that's generating revenue, okay? Just FYI, um, hospitals are nonprofit. They charge fees. Colleges, universities are nonprofit. They charge tuition, housing, um, you know, meal plans, parking. They charge for the games, concession stands, books. They charge. Um, the retail store, Ikea. You know, you go into like the little warehouse area. You pick the box. You bring the furniture home. You put the furniture together. That store, Ikea, is a nonprofit. So I want you to, you know, really change your mindset about what a nonprofit business looks like and, and, and completely eliminate the thought pattern that you have to give free services away to be a nonprofit business. Now, if you're a nonprofit ministry, something completely different, okay, then you are giving free services away. And you are completely reliant upon grants and donations, contributors, fundraisers, so forth to be sustainable, right? So you need to determine what type of business model do you want? Do you want a nonprofit business or do you want a nonprofit ministry? Okay, so now we got that out of the way. <laughs> when you're ready to launch your online business, the first thing that you want to set up is your social media um, profiles. Okay. So you want to make sure that you optimize and set up your online presence. The thing that's really counterintuitive, you know, when you're running a uh, online business, you really have to use every piece of online real estate as if it were your brick and mortar. So, you know, when you have a traditional brick and mortar office, retail store, you know, whatever that happens to be, that type of physical business where you can walk into to that establishment, you know, you have an, an open sign, you might have a grand opening, you might do a, a ribbon cutting, and you have the benefit of foot traffic right? People naturally walking by, just kind of like moseying their way and they'll wander into your, your establishment. Well, you need to replicate that on the internet, right? So let's, let's take a look at what your actual online real estate looks like. So I highly recommend that you go into Google and naturally search your name, like Google yourself, <laughs> And the reason why I want you to search your, your name and Google yourself is so that you can actually see what your online presence currently looks like. If someone were to Google you, what, what would they see? What, what will they find? You know, do you have a very common name to where um, someone might mix you up with someone else? You know, was your name, you know, Michelle Smith, <laughs> where there might be a lot of Michelle Smiths, but they need this specific Michelle Smith that does exactly what you do, right? So you don't want them to be able to mix mix Michelles, right? Um, so when you Google me, and this is what I did before I, you know, hopped on, um, I did a Google search with my name, and you know, of course, my website popped up camelandbrownwashington.com um my facebook my instagram my my linkedin um some of the publications that i've been featured in uh, uh forbes um voyager atlanta cbs fox news and then my podcast interviews um so just some of the uh exposure and accomplishments that I've had over the years were able to, you know, pop up, right? So under, it was interesting because under salary.com, my name popped, well, had my name, then had salary.com and it listed um, 
the gross revenue for the business. So it had like less than five, five million. Um, so it was right, hovered between the four and the five. And it was interesting. I look, I, I, I don't know where they got that, that information. I mean, it's, it's valid. It's, it's true. But, you know, you want to make sure, one, that you have an online presence. And two, you want to make sure that whatever is listed is accurate. So you don't want like Michelle Smith, who has a bunch of felonies, like popping up, like that's not you, but there's, there's Michelle Smith out there that like may, might have a, a negative reputation and that can hinder your, you know, progress. So just make sure that you're not caught off guard, you're not caught, you know, by surprise, you're not blindsided, you know exactly what's out there, right? So Google yourself. And see what is the first thing that that immediately, sorry, that immediately um, comes up. Um, whatever those platforms are, that's what I want you to prioritize: optimizing and updating. Okay, update your username, update your your profile photos, update. Uh, your bio, your your headline section, like update everything. Everything across your social media platform should be um, coherent and consistent. Meaning, like that's like your first name and you know last name. Now I know you might be wondering, well, if I'm if I'm a business, you know, shouldn't I have a different business name outside of my my government name? Like, shouldn't I create a, a unique name um, like everyone else has told me, you know, to do? When you're running an online business, especially that's built on your level of expertise and your brand, it's, it's a little bit different, okay? You're building a brand. And I truly believe that the first, that, you know, the first name that you need to start with building is, is your own. Like your real name is what people are going to actually search for. And yes, you might, you know, have a specific name for your organization or for your program. That's perfectly fine. And, you know, over time, after you start building up your brand and, you know, getting more paid clients, you might actually decide that, you know, I want to pick the name for, you know, the business, when, when you're ready to really go legit and to, you know, legalize everything, um, that's when you can really start putting thought around, around that, right, but for now, you don't really need to separate the, the business from your personal brand, okay, you want to be known as that go-to person, as that that guru, that that person that they know when they ever, whenever they have, whenever they have this specific type of problem, this is who you need to to see, right? So you almost want your name to become like a household name. You are that go-to person to solve that problem. Like when you want like the bomb phone, you're not trying to, you know go to another, you're going straight, straight to Apple, because you already know Apple has the brand, the reputation, um, the, the technology, the features, they're number one, right? If you want coffee or some type of hot drink, you're going to Starbucks. I don't even drink coffee, but I go to Starbucks because of the brand, okay? So that's what you want. Um, but when you're getting started, you don't really need to worry about that right now. Like, remember, you know, the most important thing is really getting your first paid client. That's what I want for you. Start making money, right? So all that other stuff can be decisions that you can make, you know, further down, down the line. And after you've updated all your social media profiles, the next thing you want to do um, to launch your online business is actually set up your scheduling link, okay? This is going to be the link in your bio or if it's your Facebook page, that about section, um, you know, 
you want to put it across all your social media profiles on Instagram. You know, when they say click, click the link in my you know bio, if you want to create a link tree, perfectly fine. If, you know, you just want to put your scheduling link in your bio, that's perfectly fine too. Okay. That link should be taking your viewers to book time on your calendar. Okay. Facebook, LinkedIn, they're all the same, right? Everywhere in your social media, you know, you want to have the same presence and you want them to be able to get in contact with you. And the reason why I recommend that you set up a scheduling link is um, because from the very beginning, when you're getting started, especially your first few clients, you know, sales happen through conversations. Okay, and I don't want to scare you with the word sales, but at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. If you want someone to enroll in your program, you want them to hire you as a as a consultant, you want them to hire you for, you know, as a therapist or a tutor or a teacher, whatever it is, still sales. Okay, so you can doctor it up and and, and get get your mind right for whatever whatever that that is but I truly want you to understand you have to start having conversations and as of right now you probably don't have enough clarity around your offer and around your message right you're not sure exactly what or how to articulate your message and how to write the copy and how to build the website and your landing pages and and, and what packages, you know, you're really going to sell and then even at what price price points, right? Um, the beautiful part of, you know, of just giving people the opportunity to hop on a call with you is that it gives you the flexibility to kind of customize and curate your packages and your offer and, and your pricing. Right. So in the in the beginning, as inquiries come in versus you overwhelming yourself by spending the, the next few months doing all the back end homework to figure out all these things before you, you even put yourself out there, you know, or let people even know that you're open for business. You know, that scheduling software um, that I that I recommend for my clients is either Calendly or Acquity um, scheduling. Now, both of these softwares have free options that you can take advantage of um, when you're getting started and it directly integrates with your Google Calendar. So you can log into those softwares. You can just align your availability. And when people click to book a call with you, um, only your availability will be visible for them. And once they book that call, the meeting will immediately integrate with your Google Calendar. So um, it helps you to stay organized and to help manage your, your capacity in, in the very beginning, okay? At this stage, you're already light years ahead of other people who are just getting started with launching um, their coaching business because you've you've made it public that you are actively and available to start working with with clients in some some kind of you know capacity right and you set up a booking link to make it easy for you know someone to actually have a conversation with you they also can you know have conversation with you through DMs, you know, chats, you know, so forth. But it's nothing like hopping on a, a Zoom call um, or a phone call and just really having that, that interaction and building that, that connection. So if you're thinking, okay, well, Cam, shouldn't I focus on recruiting board members <laughs> first? No. No, no, no. It's extremely hard to recruit independent, high-performing um, board members when you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I'm just, again, I'm telling you what I wish someone had told me. 
Do you know the best way to attract board members? Success. How about that? Success <laughs> is the most effective way to attract board members. Do you know the best way to run them away? Indecisiveness, right? So when you're first getting started, like, you know, you're still trying to figure out your your footing, like what's what's your rhythm? Like what, like I really like doing this, but I have a passion for doing that, but I'm really more of an expert at doing this, but I'm really burnt out on that. I really want to like dabble over over here. Like you're kind of all over the place where I want this and this and this. Well, you're, you're doing you're doing too much. You're doing the most. Okay. And you cannot be everything to everybody. You really need to be able to hone in on what your level of expertise is so you can start generating revenue. Okay. So avoid hopping all over the place like playing checkers. And really, when you're at the point of recruiting board members, you want to be more strategic like playing chess. You want to be intentional. You want to be um, pur purposeful and, you know, you really want to know and identify exactly who and what type of person you want on your board. And we'll talk about that a little bit, you know, later at another date, right? <laughs> so until you have a proven business model that generates revenue, it's going to be a challenge um, recruiting real board members, which is why so many of you have friends and family on your board and trust me I'm I'm guilty of it of it too like when I first got started I had friends and family on my board which is why you know you're frustrated you're stressed out you broke right and you're expecting them to bring funding and relationships and partnerships and and resources to the table, but they're not qualified to have a seat at your board at your board table. I'm kind of digressing, but I'm really, really passionate about this. So, and I'll probably do a video or a podcast um, on this topic about building a, a high-performing board at a later date. But if it's something that you're interested in, by all means, like like drop it in in the comments or send me a you know dm and just and just let me know but you want a independent board you don't want your board built on friends and family you're gonna have a whole bunch of conflict and jealousy and i'm broke and i can't afford that and why are you doing it that way well we need to look mm -mm, we're not we're not going through all that right you are the founder there would not be a board if it wasn't for your vision your board is not your boss. Let me just let me just put that out there and just like take that pressure off of you, okay? You are the founder of your organization. The organization would not exist if it were not for you and your vision. Why? Make it make sense to me. Why would you go out to recruit board members to be your boss? Who does that? Right? So again, another video and a podcast at a later date, but let me just relieve you of that right now. They're not your boss. They are there to be an advocate, to be a cheerleader, to be a champion, to open doors for you that you cannot open. Okay, if you can open the doors yourself, then you don't really need them. So it's coming. Okay, it's coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a video. Uh, uh, a live, a podcast on your board. I know it's a hot, hot topic. Are you running a sustainable nonprofit business or self-funding an expensive hobby? If you're not generating consistent monthly revenue, we invite you to join us inside our signature program, The Profitable Blueprint, a high-touch group coaching experience to show you how to strategize, market, and secure paying clients. You'll get 12 months of group coaching along with periodic one-on-one -on -one progress check-in sessions with a success coach. This masterclass is designed for nonprofit founders with an online program who want to build a six-figure revenue generating online business model by monetizing your expertise. Our program includes content, community, accountability, coaching, live weekly coaching sessions, 
and an all-inclusive nonprofit software platform to manage your fundraising, marketing, operations, and board of directors with ease. It's time to start reaping the rewards of running a highly profitable online business without self-funding or depending on grants. To learn more, visit us at camelabrownwashington.com slash apply now. So back on track. The next thing you want to do is set up and launch your online business, right? Um, you really need to identify what problem you're going to solve based on the skill set that you currently have. The next thing you want to do is actually set up and launch your online is actually figure out what it is that you're going to be selling. What you choose to sell is something that you know, you're going to be continuously refining and evolving over time. So um, what I want you to focus on right now is your just your initial offer, not your forever offer. It's going to, it's, it's, it's going to change. Times change, people change, needs change, everything changes, right? But at least this is where you're going to start kind of building your, your foundation. Okay. So I don't want you to make the mistake of spending the next three to six months, you know, agonizing, researching, building out an offer, you know, creating content, recording videos, you know, building all these workbooks and worksheets when you're actually, when you actually haven't validated if somebody even wants to buy what you're offering. Okay. So I want you to first focus on what is the skill set that I currently have? What is the problem that I can solve associated with how people currently perceive me? Very important, okay? This is the thing that I wish that I had known when I first got started in my online business. You know, there's a, dis there's a distinction between solving a problem that is in demand versus having to go find the demand for an offer that you want to sell. Let me say that again, write this down for the people in the back, okay? There is a distinction between solving a problem that is in demand versus having to find a demand for an offer that you want to sell. When I first started my online program, it was called um, Create, Create a Charity or create a profitable charity. I think it's no, it's called create a charity, right? Because I thought people wanted, I thought my audience, my NBC, which is my most valuable, you know, client, most, most valuable customer. I thought my person wanted to know how to get established. But as I started um, securing clients and we would be in our weekly um, coaching calls, all they wanted to know was like, how, how, how'd you make money? Like, how'd you, how'd you get to seven, seven figures, right? Um, so I realized probably over six to eight months, they really didn't want to know how to get established. They really wanted to know how to make money. So then I changed the program to how to create a profitable charity. Then I was getting people with the wrong mindset. Like they were nonprofit founders, they were business owners, but they really were of the mindset of, you know, I need, I need funding, I need donations, I need grants, I need to fundraise. Like, no, mm -mm, that's not what you need. You need to create a business model that's generating revenue. So finally, I've tweaked it to create a profitable blueprint because you need a proven framework, a proven um, method for you to start generating revenue before you start really applying for a bunch of money. You have these little micro grants, not get that 5,000 here, 2,800, fine. But when you really start talking about big grants, 30,000, 50,000, $100,000, you need to have a business model in place that's already um, generating revenue based on a proven system and a proven strategy that's repeatable. Okay. So if you don't have an existing audience that you can sell to, meaning like 
that you can like create whatever it is that you want and you know that that they're going to buy it you know we need to really think in the in the reverse like we need to like re reverse engineer what this process is really going to you know consist of right okay all right i want you to look at your existing journey over the last three five ten years of your life experience okay of your work experience what unique problems have you already figured out how to solve and i'm not talking about like those like nuanced problems like you know oh my gosh all my friends come to me to like you know ask me advice about their life or about their love life or whatever i'm not talking about that that's very like surface level i want you to go deeper what are some of those sophisticated more advanced issues that you've been able to solve that people associate and know you for? Have you started a business outside of this online world and actually made, made money from it? You know, have you been able to climb the, the, the corporate ladder and now you're sitting in more of a senior level position and people are constantly coming to you for mentorship? you know, guidance in, in like leadership type coaching or asking how can I get, you know, promoted? Like I want you to think about your, your tactical skill sets, the, the tangible results that, that you've gotten that are impressive and that are noteworthy and that other people like associate and, and know you for. Like, my my best friend like she purchases single family homes and she rents them out to traveling nurses right that might be something that you know you can teach to someone else like how they can make the same type of investment and you know make money <laughs> right and she does this on the side you know she's a senior vice president for Fortune 500, you know, um, entertainment company, but, you know, she does this on, on the side, not just buying a home and flipping it, but specifically buying homes to rent to traveling nurses. Like that's a special skill set, right? So after you have identified like two to three problems that you have already solved for other people, then I want you to think about what is currently in demand. That, that thing, you know, to really take note, like every idea, I really want you to hear me on this. Every idea is a great idea. Okay. Everyone's idea is great, but not every idea is a great business opportunity. Just because you have a great idea, that doesn't mean that it needs to be a business. Okay, so food, food for thought. I just don't want you to like keep spinning your wheels and wasting time. Great idea, great vision. Love it. Don't it don't need to be a business. Okay. If you can't find a way to 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 monetize that, it needs to stay right where it is as a great idea. So again, the goal of you setting up and launching your online business is to actually get paid. Not to stay busy looking like you're getting yourself together, but being busy, you know, because you are actively having conversations and actively, you know, coaching clients or working with clients who have paid to work with you. Okay. Once you've identified that noteworthy problem or result that you've been able to get for yourself, start to pay attention to where you're getting requests. What do people want to want you to help them figure out? What are people asking you that's already aligned with the skills that you currently have? 
the most important thing that I don't want you to do is, is trying to only address and solve surface level issues. Okay. Yeah, I want to start a food pantry or I want to help the homeless or I want, okay, yeah, those are good and those are def definitely needed. Is that a business or is that a ministry? Is there a way for you to monetize those? Is there a specific niche problem that you're solving? Or you're just, you know, trying to be like everybody else, right? What's going to set you and your program apart from someone else's, right? So I want you to start thinking more on the level of a sophisticated problem that you are most qualified, you are the most qualified individual to solve. Okay. For example, um, I had a client, um, Catherine, who was a private practice therapist. And she had built her private practice to six figures in um, under, under two years or so, which is like really, really good. It's kind of un, unheard of, right? But how was she able to, to do that? And she did that by um, using Instagram to generate leads and incorporating her personal brand into her marketing strategy. And instead of just um, listing her services on like psychology.com or the normal, you know, therapy directories online, she was proactively marketing herself and building her brand. And so, you know, this is this is a really great example because when when Catherine decided to transition from private practice therapy into creating an online business, what she could have done is like the the easy way out, which is to create an an, an entry level offer, right? Just kind of keeping people, not helping people with 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 their life, you know build confidence, build self-esteem. I know a lot of you like to have these programs where you're, you know, you're building confidence and, and self-esteem. Okay. It's good and it's, it's needed, but it's not tangible, right? Which is another variation of what she was already doing in, in, in therapy, but what she decided to do actually um, that allowed her to build a multi six-figure business is creating a coaching business, teaching other therapists how to build a six-figure um, practice using Instagram and transitioning from insurance-based pay to private pay. You see the level and the layer of specificity in the distinction you know she's not doing just the surface level hey if you want to you know build your confidence hey if you want to manifest you know good blessings in your life like okay yeah that's good and it's and it's needed it is how to monetize that it'll be hard everybody's doing that right? But if you can like train the trainer, if you can coach the coach, if you have a special intellectual property that, that, that you can monetize and, and, and capitalize based on the, the sophisticated problem that, that you're solving. Like for me, there's tons of people out there that um, can help you establish your nonprofit. Right. There's tons of people out there, coaches out there that can show you how to have an online program. Right. But I don't know of any coach that specializes in the nonprofit space, works with nonprofit founders with an online program and helps them establish a revenue generating business model. Maybe they're out there. I'm sure I'm not the only one but I am the go-to person, <laughs> right? Or else you wouldn't be watching, you wouldn't be, you know, listening to me. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not coaching on grants. I'm not coaching on um, 
fun fundraising. I'm not coaching on, um, you know, how to, um, I don't know, how to give free services away, but yet still be sustainable. Because make that make sense to me. I, I to this day I still don't understand that, right? So all I focus on is generating revenue. Now, a portion of my program will focus on building your board because that's like um, all day, every day on that. But you really need to focus on revenue and, and, and making money and understanding the difference between having a business and a ministry. That's all I do all day, every day. I've never minced words. I've never minced my, my messaging. My messaging has always been articulate about building a business based on revenue, right? So that's what you want to become, that go-to person on whatever subject matter that you are an expert at, okay? That's what I want you to think about when you're creating your first offer or identifying a specific skill that you can help someone else solve. Okay. Now, if you need more help clarifying your offer or really being able to like dive into your skill set, you know, I have a free ebook and a, a PDF that, that you can have completely free. Um, I'll leave the link in my bio. I'm, I'm recording on two platforms. So if the link is not in the, the, the caption, just send me a, a DM, just D, DM me and I will send you the link to, um, my free uh, ebook and it'll walk you through my journey as a million dollar charity and the strategies that, that I use. And, and this will like help you kind of like get your juices flowing. Okay. Are you running a six-figure online business or is your business running you? If you're looking to catapult your business growth, we invite you to join us inside our mastermind. The Million Dollar CEO is a 12-month high-level coaching experience built for six-figure nonprofit entrepreneurs with an online program who are ready to scale their infrastructure to support up to and through $1 million in annual revenue. Most CEOs and founders hit the ceiling in their growth. We show you the steps to expand to a more scalable model so you can break through the ceiling of growth, multiply your revenue, profit margins, and the number of people you impact in the world. What got you here will not get you there. As you grow, it is critical to restructure your organization to make room for the growth. If you don't develop a plan to scale your company, you will continue to experience your same results. To learn more, visit us at camelabrownwashington.com slash mdc apply now. So once you've identified the skill set and once you start paying attention to, to the requests, um, the, the third thing that you need to pay attention to is what is happening in the market and in the industry right now. Like, what is the sentiment that people have? Are there new, new threats in, in your industry? Are there new opportunities in your industry? When you think about your, yourself, like, where do you kind of fit in that spectrum? And, and what could what could you best or how could you best support guiding other people through whatever you know process right um do you want to take some time to really i really want you to take some time to think through this and i don't want you but i don't want you to over overthink like really put some thought into it but don't over overthink all right so now you've set up your online presence you set up your booking um, link and you've identified a skill set that you can teach somebody else. Um, this is where the, the fun really, you know, begins, okay? Because now you're going to actually start making invitations to begin to work with paid clients, right? Now you might be wondering like, what the heck am I, am I supposed to charge? <laughs> How long should I be working with, with people? 
like like it's time to really start making in invitations to selling um, people into your offer where they can pay to work with you. This is where I do not want you to overcomplicate, not put emphasis on. I keep talking about overthinking and overcomplicating. Okay, right? Um, please don't overcomplicate and please don't overthink. Okay, we're going to make decisions and we're going to take action. And when you're setting up and launching your online um, business, I want you to just think about the most valuable program, which I call your MVP, your most valuable program. Like what's going to bring the most value right now to your audience? My audience is not worried about how to get established. They're worried about how am I going to make doggone money? That's the value that I bring. How to make money. How can I stop robbing Peter to pay Paul? How can I stop self-funding? How can I stop wasting time writing all these grants and planning these fundraisers and really focus on what I'm called to do, which is to serve? That's my skill set, right? So this is going to be the other, this is going to be the offer that allows you to get paid right? Don't look, if you don't have experience doing something, don't start reinventing the wheel because no, no one's going to pay you to do that. Like you want to monetize a level of expertise that you know, frontwards and backwards, sideways, upside down, standing on your head, you know, walking backwards twice on Sunday. Like, you know, like, you know, that's what you want to monetize. That's what you want to become the, the, the expert at. That's the, the guru that you want to, to become, right? So put your foot in the water and really start building relationships with your clients so you can start getting some validation and, and testing and, and getting some experience. And then again, you will evolve over time, right? So for your very first offer, I recommend like a, a, a short-term container, maybe a, a, a one-hour session or, or start with a small package like for like once a month or, or, or monthly, okay? Um, where you're meeting, you know, with your client once, once, once a week. Um, if, if your most... Um, if you're most established and, 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 and well-versed in your skill set, you know, maybe um, you've had clients that you've, you know, that have paid you before, you know, maybe you do like a, a, a three-month package where you're meeting with, you know, your client weekly or bi-weekly, okay? The length of your client relationship is going to be, you know, dedicated um, or, or dictated by the problem that you are solving and how much contact that client needs to actually get the result that you're selling them into. But again, if you're like, Cam, hey, I have no idea how long it will take, this is where, again, having the benefit of customizing things from, um, from each client to client relationship because you're just getting started. And, and you're not really in a position to where you have to worry about leveling up or, you know, scaling. The number one thing that I want you to focus on right now is just how to get your first paid client. And can, and, and, and you can just start with like a one hour session and then allow the client to book additional sessions, you know, afterwards. And that's probably the, the easiest way to get started. And trust me when I tell you, I wish somebody would have told me when I first got started with my online coaching business that, you know, my first three to 10 clients were going to be people that, that I knew. Like, you're probably not going to get a lot of strangers right now off of the internet. Like, yes, we care about lead generation and, and, and doing marketing and using social media and leveraging the internet 100% but you're just getting started. So I want you to focus on your sphere of influence, okay? Um, think about it like, like dating. Like I want you to go on your first three to five dates, getting your first five paid clients, getting 
um, back to that offer that you were thinking about, whatever you're thinking about selling, right, again, okay? Um, this is where you can, like, do your first kind of gut check on whether or not you pick an offer that's aligned with the skill set that you also aligned on how people perceive you and look at your sphere of influence. Look at social like networks that you're a part of, uh, leadership um, communities that you're a part of, the organizations that that you support. Think about your relationships two to three, you know, degrees outside of of you. Right, the offer that you identified selling are you know are there people in that sphere that you already can identify as as potential clients? Okay, so I want you to make a list of twenty five people. Yes, twenty five. So the next time that somebody reaches out and, and asks for your support about whatever that particular thing is, instead of you like him and Han and rambling and giving all this free, free advice, let them, you know, let them know, like, I will absolutely love to support you. Let's hop on a, 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 a call and have a phone conversation to really understand what your unique needs are and, and how can I best support you moving, moving forward. And when you do that, then you can roll them into, you know, a paid offer versus just giving them free, free advice, okay? Um, so quickly, so when it comes to setting up and launching your online business, there are, you know, some things that you really do need to pay attention to and, and take care of, you know, first. So go through everything that I just shared with you. After that, and you've secured your first, say, $1,000, then you can apply for your EIN, you can you know, submit your articles to the Secretary of State, you can go ahead and complete your Form 1023 and go ahead and get your tax exemption, apply for your tax exemption, you can do the short form, you can do the, the easy short form, you can do the long form, doesn't, doesn't matter, but you don't need to start doing all that stuff, you're kind of putting the cart before you know, the horse, like, that's why my clients in a profitable, profitable blueprint are generating revenue within the first 90 days of, of enrolling. Like once they've earned like first thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, this is when you can start, you know, going to the IRS website and securing your EIN number and you know so forth. Other than that, you're coming out of out of pocket having to do all that. And you want the the business has to be able to sustain itself. If you keep putting money into the business, then the business will never be independent. You, like you, now you just have a very, very expensive hobby. Okay. So start generating revenue. First things first, right? So, um, and there's a book that you might want to consider reading, which I love. It's called Profit First. Um, and I'll talk about that again on another, another video, but um, in the very beginning of my business journey, that really helped me evolve my money mindset and making sure that I'm always paying myself first from the very, very beginning. All right. So now it's time for you to get set up and launch your online coaching um, business, focusing on the things that matter most to actually get paid clients. Right. So you're not just like working doing busy work, being distracted, and being being broke. <laughs> if you're ready to lean into my proven uh, framework for establishing a revenue generating business model for your online um, business, please click the link around this video or in the show notes um, of this podcast and go ahead and apply. I would love to have a conversation um, with you inside of the profitable blueprint okay thank you for watching and uh and listening and uh we'll chat soon okay take care
one day I was on social media and I came across Kamala. I stopped following her and decided to join her group and, and it's been great ever since. Kamala is a people person. She's very open, she's very transparent, um, and she comes down to your level. She meets us where we are, and I love that about her. And she's very forward with you, and she tells you what you need to know. And, and she's not sugarcoating for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found value in my content. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast. And if you want to learn more about how to turn your online program into a six or seven figure business, join me in my free masterclass. Please visit KamalaBrownWashington.com. That's K-A-M-I-L-A BrownWashington.com. I'll share exactly how I was able to generate millions in revenue with my nonprofit program. And I look forward to hanging out with you next time on Level Up with Kamala, the podcast for nonprofit founders with an online program.